the playoffs? Yeah. We'll talk about playoffs? You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. We played them the third Word. game. Everybody played three quarters. The Bears are who we thought they were. Listen, we talking about practice. Not a game. Oh, cool, Not though, a yeah. game. Not a game. Exactly. We talking uh, about yeah. practice. Uh, it's the All Pro Bros Show. It's sports show where we put you in the know of who are the bros and the misses, the losers, to those getting winners, those in the game, to the set, to the match. Ali Uber with the crew. Every test to bring you. Every virgin statistic, you caught up over your mystic. You removed the decisions, the opinions, the blow with the whistle, the flops, the foul, and all of the issues. Every punch, every kick, every throw, every switch, every leap, every flip, every run, every twist. Speak it down in history. Each loss, each victory. Those in the winner circle. To the losers bracket, every Gretzky, Brady, Ripkin, Jordan, and Magic. Whether it's a field goal or a shot in the basket. Going for the gold or home runs. Gonna talk that talk. Shoot with the pros. The All Pro Bros. Sports Show. Yo, what's going on, people? You are now tuned to another episode of the All Pro Bros. Sports Show. This is your homeboy, Triple. Ashadamas. Mr. Lawyer. I'm dead. <laughs> I don't think you negotiated too well from this past Sunday, but <laughs> we'll talk yes, about that. Yeah, that, 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 that kind of hurt to see, but it, but it was really. I mean, well, you 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 had him on your team and you were facing me, and you still beat me anyway. But by a point in fantasy football is crazy. But yeah, half a point. <laughs> That's what tells you like the moves that I made, even though they weren't. Even though the other guys would have done much better, but still, I would have got it over. I'm just like, come on. Got to tighten up this week. But, yo, let's start with the World Series. That's like the fresh thing to talk yes. about. The Atlanta Braves won it. Congratulations to the Atlanta Braves. Brad. 26 years since they've last won. Um, I'm, proud, I'm proud, proud of them for that. Especially beating the Astro, the cheating Astros that beat us. So the, the Red Sox. So. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. How did they cheat? <laughs> uh, what the trash can and all those other things that were used over the years. I mean, and then this this year they were trying to accuse him that supposed whistle grade was going on, and and just some other moves that the guy. So what was the guy's name? Forget forget him. But I don't know what's Alvarez or somebody. He was pitching all of a sudden lights out in the last game against us, but then couldn't. Pitched that way before in the prior game, or Wait, was he one of the people who got accused of that? That's the sticky stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah all of a sudden, yeah, he kept yeah. ribbing. You know, all of a sudden, he was a glistening forehead at barely sixty degrees, <laughs> looking like sweating. Really? Mm. Yeah. I'm gonna give exactly. it a side eye right. Now. But hey, I don't think the Red Sox was still gone just because the way they were set up. They still wouldn't have won the World Series anyway. Yeah, I think the Braves would have outplayed the Red Sox. I wanted to see a Braves and Red Sox World Series, but. I agree with you. I think they would have got outplayed. And, and they had it, they only won eighty eight games. They were the yeah. least winning. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. they, they were set up. Yeah, they were set up great in the beginning of the year, but then they had a lot of injuries. You know, a lot of other outside factors that certain players couldn't play, even their main star. And it was they able to win, beat the Astros in six games. So that tells you that yes, that in going back to our manager. Yeah, you you don't. It's not about you spending the most money, but it's spending the right money. And the point is, he didn't even do that either. Let's just call it what it was. <laughs> you know, in terms of the starting pitcher, yes, we lost because of hitting. But you know, you know, there were certain things that you didn't do either. And then, and the Astros that advanced, they tried to go up against them, and their bats weren't cold eventually. And the bats, and the Braves bats were up, and they they were they woke up, they made noise, and they also their pitcher was pretty good too. I mean, even the, the Dodgers, they struggled 
in their mm-hmm. series, in their championship series. Um, but it was just meant to be the Astros and the Braves. And for me personally, it was an okay series. I wasn't that invested in it. You know, I wanted either the Dodgers or the Sox. Those are my two teams. But nonetheless, you know, I think the team that we least expected, them winning, that's that's mm-hmm. amazing. You know, that writes itself. Like as you said, they didn't even they didn't even have their star player. You know what I'm saying? Right. Speaks so, volumes. Exactly. So and it says the first time in 26 years. You know, some of my people in Atlanta were definitely uh are definitely excited about them winning, which is pretty cool. So we'll see what happens in the offseason. Plenty of moves to be made, especially by our Beloved but frustrating Red Sox. Well, I think we're probably frustrated with most of our teams at this point. So, but that's what that's what it means to be a sports fan, a real sports fan. You're frustrated, but you don't give up on your team. Yeah, exactly. Never, never don't give up. That's called being a bandwagon fan, aka Fairweatherism. Yeah, never do that. But at least, yeah, considering how we started the year, how the expectations were, we're not going to make it far, and then we're playing this. Yo, we can make the one season, then. Just a letdown to the trade deadline. We we're saying we we're lucky if we wait the wild card. So for us to make it that far, considering all the all things considering, you gotta be at least somewhat pleased with the fight. But at the same time, yes, you can still be disappointed in your GM for not making enough moves. Yep. So and there are the teams like the Yankees were expected to go far and they didn't. Mm-hmm. You know, and the teams another team who didn't expect to like show up and show out, San Francisco Giants. Right. You know? No one so Baseball is similar to football. Just you never know what may happen. What may happen. Especially after the All-Star game, after that mid-season break. That's when everything, as you alluded to, started turning around for a lot of teams. So, Whether positive or negative. Exactly. All right, let's move on to the NFL. Let's do it a little bit different this week. I don't want to rehash every single game. I want to look at... Um, the conference standings and kind of base our conversation around that um, mm-hmm. per specific games. So in, in the AFC, we're looking at the AFC East. The Buffalo Bills are still number one. The Patriots surprisingly are number two at four and four. We'll definitely talk about that game against the Chargers. The Jets are two and five. The Dolphins are one and seven. You know, the AFC North, the Ravens are five and two. The Bengals are five and three. The Steelers are four and three, and the Browns are four and four. Then moving on to the AFC South, we have the Tennessee Titans at six and two. The Colts at three and five. The Jaguars are one and six. The Texans are one and seven. And then to top it off, the AFC West, we got the Raiders at five and two. The Chargers at four and three. The Chiefs at four and four. They eked out a win last minute. And they are the Denver Broncos at four and four. Then moving to the National Football Conference, the NFC. We have how about them Cowboys at six and one? The Eagles at three and five. And then we have a tie between the Washington football team and the Giants at two and six in the north. We have the Packers at seven and one. The Vikings at three and four. The Chicago Bears at three and five. And Fontas, you say, can they do it? The Detroit Lions are zero <laughs> and eight. <laughs> Bunch of bums. <laughs> zero and sixteen, and they'll be the record. will be zero and seventeen if it, it happens. Must be zero seventeen. Let's keep it a buck. What's gonna happen? They'll, they'll surprise me if they even win their heralded Thanksgiving game. We'll see. The, <laughs> the NFC South. 
uh, Buccaneers coming in at six and two after a loss this past Sunday. The New Orleans Saints at five and two. The Panthers at four and four. And them Dirty Birds, the Falcons at three and four. Then the NFC West, finally, the Cardinals were finally handed a loss against Green Bay. They are now seven and one, and they are tied with the Rams. Then the 49ers are three and four. Then finally, the Seahawks at three and five. So let's begin. Um, our just looking at certain games from week eight. Let's start with the Patriots and the Chargers. Mm-hmm. First thing first, good game as a football fan, very good game. Okay. As a Patriots fan, frustrated me to like no degree. Yeah, it was very frustrating. I mean, and again, Mac didn't he didn't play the best game. Like I said, it was one of those rookie things, but I said he did well enough. And the team, like I said, that's usually bad that has been bad around him the whole season did well enough to win and but it was really because the defense decided to step up and even the defense not going to be i don't think they're going to be like that the whole year because they're going to use a person like stefan gilmer and i'm surprised they did nothing they did nothing to trade deadline kind of crazy but it is what it is yeah but um, at least they did enough to to do the pick six and you know do make a couple defensive plays and then Offense was doing just enough just to squeak it by. And even that, the defense at the end gave up a late touchdown. Uh-huh. So luckily that we went up two possessions just in time. That's a key word, just in time. <laughs> just in time. And and I guess Chargers is supposedly supposed to be a signature win because they're a decent team this year. But we'll see. Like we'll, up, we'll see. up until this point, the Chargers have been impressive. This last game, not so much. I wasn't impressed with either the Patriots right. or the Chargers this game um, in terms of what we're used to the Patriots doing, but then in terms of the Chargers this season, what they have been doing. Um, exactly. So Both teams shot themselves in the foot or both feet, honestly, limping. <laughs> <laughs> and it was a tied game and the Patriots just won by a field goal in the end. Yeah, so. yeah well, they tied it up and then the Patriots went ahead. By, by 10 points, you know, and then and then it was a late touchdown that, you know, after using a lot of time that on what we call the Chargers scored within a minute, within 40 seconds left to go. They tried to fill, you know, the onside kick. If they got it, they would have had a chance for a field goal, but luckily they didn't. We recovered the ball, salted the clock away, and that, that, was, and that was all she wrote. Yeah. So, I mean, Patriots play against the Panthers this coming weekend. I hope they play mm-hmm. a lot better. Honestly, but we'll see. Yeah, that's, and that's a revenge game for Stephon Gilmore because he's he's with the Panthers. That's that's his home place, and that's where he was traded to. So yeah, so we'll he, we, we he'll be playing hard. Absolutely. Then the Packers and the Cardinals. That was a good game, twenty-four to twenty-one. That was last Thursday, the twenty-eighth. Honestly, the Cardinals got picked apart, man. Um, yeah, I mean. I was listening to that one too as I was driving, and you know, you know, and <laughs> you was they were supposed to. They had a lot of players out on the other side, but the Packers saw so surprised the Cardinals lost. Yeah, the Cardinals were missing. I think a couple of players in terms of injury. It wasn't even one because of like COVID protocols. Because I think overall, like they didn't have everyone that they needed for sure, like you were saying. Yeah, like both teams had that issue, but a lot of the 
players on in Green Bay were missing. So people thought, okay, with the Cardinals, that should be a signature win, even though Green Bay doesn't have their players. But if they beat them to go 8-0, people would be like, oh, that's what's up. But that didn't happen. And, you know, they were, and they had a chance to still win at the end of the, at the, at the, end of the game. But they couldn't, whether they try to get that, in that signature move for a touchdown or a field goal, didn't happen. Not at all. And Murray threw for two interceptions, right? Yeah. Because he was they, very frustrated with himself at the end of the game. Yeah, especially at the end of the game, they, they had a pick. So you, you, had the, you had the opportunity. You had the opportunity was right there. And you, and you couldn't take advantage of it. And that game was, it was, it was a good game. Oh, yeah. You know? You know, in terms, you know, if you're, you know, you're neutral. So, as a Cardinal fan, you're frustrated. Like, damn. Yeah. Yeah. We could have had this guy, excuse me, and we didn't, it didn't happen. I mean, nonetheless, they're still seven to one. That's a good record. So are the Packers. Speaking of the Packers, right? Aaron Rodgers ain't gonna be playing this weekend because he tested positive for COVID. So, Nineteen. Yeah. So he will not be playing this week. And, and honestly, uh, I saw something where someone's going to try to investigate Green Bay's um, COVID protocols. I'm like, why? Because mm-hmm. your boy Rogers is out. Let's be mm-hmm. honest. It, it, the protocols are the protocols. If you test positive, yeah. you, you're not going to be able to play the game. You got to quarantine for 10 days. It is what it is. All of a sudden, the star players out and they got to investigate <laughs> their, their <laughs> protocols. Come on, fam. <laughs> It's like it's like is it the NFL's protocols now you gotta investigate? I mean, I mean we we can say it's messed up that you know it is kind of BS. I mean, uh, how you feel about that's how you feel, but treat everybody the same way, exactly. not because our players are out now. Some well, yeah, we should really should have been should have been thought of that. Exactly. So I don't. I mean, let's let's just say hypothetically he does somehow get a pass. And he, he ends up coming to the game, and he also has a negative report. Do you have to call BS on their system <laughs> and favoritism yeah. for star players? So I hope they don't do that. He tested yeah, positive. Good. He should just be out for the game. It is what it is. Facts. You know what I'm saying? Um, in another game that I did watch this, Chicago Bears and the 49ers, it looked like at one point the Bears were going to have a chance, but then – the Bears, who we thought they were. <laughs> Bears, who we thought they were. Exactly. 49ers took off, and they won 33-22. Um, mm-hmm. I'm still very impressed with Justin Fields, and the Bears still have potential. But for, like, Pinocchio and that Geico commercial saying that. <laughs> uh, uh-oh. Uh-oh. I see the nose growing. <laughs> exactly. So we'll see what happens. It's 3-5. Uh, 49ers are 3-4. and four. You know what I'm saying? A lot can still happen for the Bears going forward. The Bills won their game against the Dolphins. That was a divisional game right there. And they're now five and two. The Bills yep. are still, in my opinion, slated to go far. Um, yep. I think this they're going to continue to have much success. Let's kind of affect now. We got to talk about Kansas. When we talk about Kansas, though, how about the Cowboys with the fact that Dak is out with the shoulder injury? That's crazy, but I saw something that he might be coming back though. I think like he's coming this, back this uh, this weekend. I believe I saw something like that. Yeah, how's that possible with the fact that it was his shoulder, right? That's messed up. I thought he needed 
at least two to three weeks they heal. That's what I thought too. I was looking at one of those, yeah, one of the one of the matchups on the fantasy, and I'm seeing him active. At least I'm, I have to look again. But I'm like, really? Like he was oh, throwing the ball around um, in practice, right? I saw that. I was watching. Some I didn't see that, stuff. right? But I'm like, he, yo, it's like, nah, you know, remember what happened to RG3 or other quarterbacks in the past? You put them back in too soon. And right. then you, they end up having a worse injury, even like Mahomes last year with his ankle. Put him mm-hmm. back in too soon, could have jacked his ankle up a lot more. You know, saying he got the surgery off season, you know, but we'll see. And RG3 hasn't been the same since. No, isn't he doing commentary work for college now? Or something I, yeah, like that? I believe, I believe so. Yeah, I don't think he's even active anymore. So, And he's young. That's the crazy part. Very young. I know. He took, got banged up so badly in his first season. You know, I blame his coach for that, honestly. Uh, yeah. That's another conversation. Because, uh, because even because even let's say the player says, the player, you have to save the player from himself, right? Exactly. Even if he says, yeah, oh, yeah, I want to play. I'm, I'm ready to da you got to be the adult and say, nah, you're not ready. Look at the or study the reports, do a little practice drill, see what, see what, see how he's moving. Doesn't matter. Yes, of course, everybody has championship aspirations, or at least heading towards that. You want to build towards something. We get it. And if you're Cleveland Browns, yeah, it's been years, <laughs> but because he was playing for them at the time. So, you know, I get it. But at the same time, you see something's not, you know, you see things are not. Totally right. You're like, you know what? Nah, might as well sit this out. I mean, it's better to to you know look out for you for the long term than just for the short term short short term playoff success. Exactly. Can I put me in coach? Put me in coach. Like, nah, bro, you ain't ready. Yeah, I think that's part of what it was as well, though. Remember correctly, you know. Mm -hmm. But I agree with you as the coach. Nah, sorry, you got to sit down. We got to make sure not just for the team and for winning, but for your own health. You got to yeah, sit out, you know? So, and then finally, we got Kansas City. They struggled against the Giants. Like, fam, you know? Barely. Like, barely. Got through it by barely. They just do, to get by, like, like, like Quali said. Yeah, just to get, get by. by. We're on 20 to 17, and Mahomes threw for, like, I think two interceptions. Um, their defense stepped it up a little bit in the fourth quarter. You know, mm-hmm. to, to do some game-saving plays. Uh, but overall, once again, the Chiefs are just their their playbook and their mail is just being read by all the other teams. They need to do something differently because they were they had the same struggles against the Giants. We're not talking about not a good team here, not a good team here. We're talking about the Giants to misquote Iverson. <laughs> you know, <what> saying. Right. <laughs> Not a good team. Not, not a team that is a playoff team that's a championship. We're talking about the Giants. Exactly. <laughs> nah, I mean, ladies and gentlemen, the, the KC mystique is gone. Yeah. It's not blue. Like I was, like I was, texting, I was texting you on Monday after our fantasy battle. Mystique, the KC, because we had the running back, you had the wide receivers. So I said, okay, you're going to beat me because the wide receiver gets one points usually. Yeah, time to like, put up points on the board, but the running back weren't doing much. Yeah, and they barely got by. I'm like, this this mystique is gone. They're, they're, they're done. Like, I mean, people, there's some some people, they still could make the playoffs, but do I see them going far if they continue this way? The quote, the coach, playoffs, playoffs. playoffs. 
Got to win a game first. <laughs> Shout out to Jim Moore. Yeah, facts. <laughs> That's how I feel about you the don't. Chiefs. So you say playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I think. Right. <laughs> I mean, we're halfway through the season at this point. There's still a lot of football to play. But with how sloppy the Chiefs are playing, unless they turn it around and they've been seen in post-game uh, conferences, like, yeah, we know we're messing up here in XYZ areas and where the interceptions aren't good, et cetera, et cetera. But what are you going to do? We're not seeing anything do different. It? You're doing the same thing week in and week out. They ain't going to help week the case. Right. Facts. I'm like, we keep hearing the same thing. Just like our team. And it's funny how our team is tied with their team. And our team is not expected to go anywhere near, near, or near far as the KC is supposed to go. Exactly. Keep saying, oh, yeah, we, 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 you know, we're working on this, working on that. How long are you going to keep saying that? Man? <laughs> like, it's. Like, like we're, we're almost, well, halfway through, as you want to say, 17 games, not 16 now, but just about halfway through. Yeah. So, I mean, with the Chiefs, right? Um, with the bye week for most teams, this is a halfway. That's why I say that because most everyone right. has one, you know, bye week. So, right. you know, so between this week, last week and this week. But nonetheless, mm-hmm. with Mahomes, right? Um, good players still, you know, uh, but I think it's too soon to say he's the next Brady. You know, yeah. and, I, and I don't want to pull the typical ESPN FS1 card where you're trying to fish for a story. That's not what we're doing. We've no. been watching them all season. They don't look good compared to what they were even last season. From from the Super Bowl of last year to now, they're sticking it up on the field. Completely sticking it up. And, no, you know, and of course, and of course, the ESPN, the FS1, especially ESPN, they're good for I did not. They stink like they're good. They're good for the famous quotes, but we've actually been watching this or at least following some of the highlights, the very minimum. I'm like, what is going on? It's not yeah. the same. And it's like we like like Red would Red would say if he was here, it's like, hey, you don't have a good defense. You only you only you only gonna win and like we've said, you're only gonna win for a limited time. We've seen it time and time again. And no offensive line either, so he doesn't have much protection. Right, so he's really, so he's really, he's really running for his life. Yeah, like I was saying on two weeks ago, um, in case we were wondering, I was sick last week and blackouts because of the storms in Boston. Yeah, your boy was down and out. So, but we back, praise God. So, in case people right, wondering man. why we weren't on, why we didn't have a show last week, but what I was saying, like Mahomes needs to call needs to call you and Brady's people to figure out how'd you get that old line. <laughs> Right. <laughs> so, for real, for real. you know, this line is 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 making like and the QB. We always say QB's running for his life, but man, he's really running for his life because literally, O line, no O line, line protecting. We know the defense was trash, but but yeah. the offense come trash too. That's a horrible combination. Because you're going three and out, you're throwing interceptions, your defense is huffing and puffing and gassed. It's not mm-hmm. a good combination. Your quarterback's getting dinged up week in, week out. You know what I'm saying? And they're reading your mail. They know what you're going to do before you do it. So, we'll see. And, 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 and people are going to now look at the, you're going to look at that contract. It's looking more, <clears throat> I'm talking about the Mahomes contract, the half a billion for half a billion for 10 years, one fifth of that is guaranteed. So, cats are looking at that more and more and looking like, couldn't you have sweat that? Through through at least the O line and put some players on defense. Because when yeah, one thing I'll say say about the, what the Patriots used to do, even though 
like I say, pros and cons, you still got to pay some people. Them not paying certain people. Patriots, our team is just cheap a lot of times sometimes too, but same time you don't pay every, you don't, you don't pay just all to one person. There's got to be a balance. Yeah, exactly. Got to yeah. pay decently you know, on the field. Don't just give all the money to one guy. No, but at the same time, you got to, you can't just sit and say, I'm not paying, but you got you to gotta share the money, share the wealth. At least yep. you know the players that are worth it. And, and that's and that's what KC uh, didn't do. They gave it to one guy, and you know there's a couple guys we're hearing here and there that Tyree Hills and whatnot, but it's not uh it's, it's not looking too good. Yeah, you know. I mean, it's similar to like the Texans. In far as you know, they didn't trade Deshaun Watson. They almost had a trade that hiked up the price. Yeah, they're still they're still looking. Like that's a stupid. You had a team that wanted him. But then you hike up the price, and they backed out. That was dumb. But with him, they gave him a, mo- a big money contract as well. Remember, two seasons ago, right? If, if I'm correct, he just was just under Mahomes in the quarterbacks, um, terms of his contract, and with all the allegations that came suspiciously when he wants to leave. But we'll leave that alone. You know, now you can't trade the dude, and you got money in his contract that you still got to pay him out. You know, what I'm saying even with everything going on. And you can't even build your team up right now. But yet you could have got right. rid of the guy. It's like, hey, this is reality. You know, this is what it is, people. You know what I'm saying? The quote Kevin right. saying, you can't make this stuff up, people. <laughs> this is right. real life. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. We're talking about data stuff. talking about sports right now. <laughs> right. It's reality is not TV. <laughs> you know, it's unscripted. <laughs> this, ain't, this ain't like Survivor Big Brother. This is actually unscripted. The teams are, they got all this money, but you don't know how to move it around correctly. And, and that's a sad recipe for any for, for any team in any sport. Exactly. Because, because we just talked about the Braves. Braves didn't spend a, a lot of money in the with Tom, in baseball, the World Series, but yet some high money teams, they didn't, they didn't make it, either they didn't make it the playoffs, or if they made it the playoffs, they didn't make it that far. No. So it's not just about spending money. Yes, you have to spend money. In order to get somewhere, but you got to spend the right type of dollars, not just the most, the right exactly. type of I mean, just go to show, even if you have the best players, you have all the talent in the world and spend mm-hmm. all that money, but it's also about the coaching, the coordinators, the managers, and this is for every sport. You know what I'm saying? It's the not culture. about... It's not about one particular person. You have the most. I mean, you look at any team. You know, we'll, we'll talk about basketball in a second. We'll talk about week the week line schedule for NFL. Even in, especially in basketball, you can have right. like that number one big player. You know, but if you're not coaching the team correctly as a team, it means nothing. The facts and and it's the culture too. Like basketball is one of the sports that talent usually wins out more than the other sports. However. Even if the talent does wear down, and I've said this time and time again, but me, me you, Red, and you know, something, whatever. But at the same, but it still goes to the fact. At the same time, you still need teamwork. You still need the right culture. Because if the culture, the culture is jacked up. It's their teams back in the past in basketball. Even though we'll say talent wins out, that that the um, lesser talented team. Not saying they didn't have talent, but lesser talented team beat the other the other team. This happened a few times. It's in the eighties and nineties. You know what yeah. I'm saying. There's a lot like of teams that... Go ahead. Yeah, I was going to like say an example, like the 4 um, Pistons versus the Lakers. The Lakers were a more talented team, but the Pistons had a better, t- had a better team, apparently. Clinton, that was the last 
I would say the last year of the defensive era before they changed the rules to, to slowly switch it mostly offense and you blow somebody's foul. That's another topic. But yeah, they, they, held, they held them down. They they really held them defensively down in, in those finals. The finals were, the scores were like 80 to 60s, 80 something to 60-something. If you are lucky to get a higher score, quote-unquote, it was 100-something to maybe 80-something. 100 to 100 and some change to maybe 80-something and some change. We didn't even buy 20, but most of those scores were um, less than less than the hundreds. Yep. And you had and a that, team that played with the fundamentals. Right. And you had good coaching. The 04 Pistons were amazing. You know what I'm saying? There needs to be a documentary about them, honestly. Um, unless there is. I don't know. I had to look it up. But <laughs> nonetheless, it was an amazing... Palace in the Palace. Palace. That's the closest documentary we have, but in terms of the actual four Pistons, but like, right, and I'm surprised they didn't win more than one. They, had, they went to another one, and then, um, the, you know, the following year, but then they lost to the Spurs in seven of them. Exactly, yeah. But I was still, that was a great series, too. Yeah. Right there. So, all right, but let's talk about the NFL schedule for week number nine. It's flying by. So, this Thursday, we have the New York Jets against the Colts. That game's kind of just there. Moving on. It's the Jet, baby. So, we got the Falcons playing against the Saints. We have the Broncos against the Cowboys. Then you have the Patriots against the Panthers. Like you said, that's a revenge game for Gilmore. Got traded to the Panthers. We have the Vikings against the Ravens. We have the Browns against the Bengals. That's a rivalry. That's going to be a great game. Hopefully, they show it here. And in, in, in our market, we'll see. Um, I, I swear they picked the, the whack games sometimes to show on TV here locally. Uh, then yeah, we have too. the Bills and the Jaguars. Uh, that That's a win for the Bills. Sorry, Jags. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, football is any given Sunday. We've seen stranger things. I don't know. The Jaguars seem to only win in London at this point. So <laughs> we'll and, Miami, and Miami's only win was against us. What does that say? Mm-hmm. Hey, got the Dolphins are playing against the Texans. That's the, that's the next game. Both teams are one in seven, so one of the teams are guaranteed to finally get at least another win on the board. Then we have the Raiders versus the Giants. They have the Chargers against the Eagles. And then we have the Packers against the Chiefs, which will be very interesting to see what happens without Rodgers on the field. That game, I am definitely watching. You know, that's that's going to be on. On Fox, you know that's definitely going to be no. in our market. Packers against the Chiefs, especially what with Chiefs are uh, going through, and, and them and uh, Packers not having Rodgers that week. What it's a storied game? It's, if there's any game that's the game of the week, not America's okay. game per se, but the game of the week, or at least a game to watch. Yeah. It's that For football week. reasons. Yes, yeah. There's so much story behind that game, man. Listen, that's the game to watch. If anything, do you have the Cardinals against the 49ers? The Titans against the Rams Sunday night, that's going to be a good one. Then in Monday night, it's going to be Chicago and the Steelers. That's going to be another good game. In my opinion, still, the Sunday night games and the Monday night games have been killing it in terms of, like, just really good football this season. So, but yeah. No, definitely had some, some decent games. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Before we move away from football, this is an unfortunate story. Uh... Henry Ruggs, the third former player from the Raiders, he got cut Tuesday night. Um, he got arrested uh, for unfortunately killing a 23-year-old woman in a deadly car crash. She was two times over the limit of 
in, of being under the influence, and he was driving at 156 miles per hour. Unbelievable. When I heard that, I said, you got to be freaking kidding me. It's very sad. Uh, um, he's, he's, and they found a loaded gun, by the way. Yeah, exactly. I was going to have that uh, yeah. So his bill is said $150,000, though prosecutors requested $1 million. So, yeah. and he's going to have the highest level of electronic monitoring, and he's ordered back in court on November 10th. Yeah, and anybody want to bet if that gun, if he has a permit for that gun? I don't think so. So, and that was the probable cause of searching because of the DUI. I, I mean, like I said, strange things happen. Athletes, they find ways to get, get out of stuff, but with a, a DUI, like, that's not just like, oh, you just had an accident because you were sober, you just happen to fall, be t- weary, tired, or, you know, or, or you, or whatever, just, or just like a, a weather related accident, like we've heard in the past with other edit, um, celebrities. No, you were, you were, you did this to yourself. You were under, you were under the influence two times the legal limit. Sometimes you wish that you, you should have died as opposed to killing somebody else. Yeah. Like, how do you career and his life is done. Yeah, his career is over. If convicted, he get, he's going to serve two to twenty. Yeah, there's no suspended sentence. Like if, even let's say let's say he gets a lower of two two years and he's on eight uh, parole for the other eighteen years. But you know, but I, I don't see how you get back in the NFL. I don't I don't see it. I may be I, wrong, but I don't see it. my question is why? Like, why? Like dude, you got God, not know how many people make it into any professional sport? I mean, around the world. Less than 1.6% or something like that. And that's yeah, yeah. nice adding the extra 0.6 to it. It's really right. just 1% out of 99% of people, 100% of people make it into any professional sport. You're privileged to make it to a, into a professional sport. You know what I'm saying? And just the fact that even if you're going to, you're going you're gonna, to, quote unquote, get, get drunk. I mean, I never really saw the. You know, you know the, the Lord for getting get drunk purposely like that and get messed up. But let's say you you do, you get you get intoxicated, whatever. You get nice. They do. You know the NFL. I I believe the other sports do to have it too. But we know for sure the NFL has driving services for free. That's that's in your contract. Now you can call confidentially. Nobody has to know. Just call the number. Somebody will. They have paid services. Paid services in in the I mean, that you know you don't have to pay for it extra that you don't have to pay extra for. They'll call them, call that number. They'll pick you up and bring you to wherever you need to go. You get your car the next day. Or, or if you want to call, or even if you wanted to call an Uber or taxi, they pick something. <laughs> like, like, what are we doing here? It just literally takes just one moment, one bad decision to literally ruin your whole life. Especially in sports. You mess with the wrong woman. Or for women's sports, you mess with the wrong man. You get a DUI, domestic abuse, whatever. It's like if you know you're having issues in a certain area and you're starting to spiral into substance abuse, abusing others or whatever it might be, can't help before it's too late. And if you know the person you're with or even like family members, get away from them. (laughs) You know, don't ruin what is a privilege of 1% of people across all sports. Doesn't matter if basketball, soccer, football, whatever, if you're a man or a woman, you know, you're privileged to play this sport, whatever sport it may be. Don't Absolutely. mess it up. Have Thanks. the right people around you 
and try to make the best decisions and have wise counsel around you. Take it from yeah. the book of Proverbs and the Bible. You know, a person who has the counsel of many elders around them is the wise person. Absolutely. So, I don't know. There's so many questions, but breaking news before we move on to basketball. It's looking like the honeymoon between Odell Beckham Jr. and the Browns is over. <laughs> yeah. I don't, know if you heard. I don't know if you heard, yeah. but the coach is pretty much saying he's, percent, quote, essentially not on the team, end quote. And this is according to Michael Silver, Sports Illustrated. Um, so basically, the, t- the 28 year the read from the article from Sports Illustrated, SI.com, the 28 year old was told not to attend practice despite being <laughs> ready to attend. Per ESPN's Josina Anderson, Beckham Jr.'s representation is reportedly discussing next steps with GM Andrew Berry, according to ESPN's Jake Trotter. And this comes a day after Beckham Jr.'s father posted comments. And then 11 minute video on social media about his son not being thrown the ball by Brown's quarterback, primarily Baker Mayfield. Um, continue the article. It was interesting timing since that Tuesday was the league's trade deadline and the three time pro bowler was at the center of trade rumors. I remember that the Saints were reportedly in talks with the Browns over a potential trade for Beckham Jr. But the possible move fell apart in the deadline pass, according to ESPN's Kimberly A. Martin. Part of the reported reason why the deal fell apart is because of how the wide receiver no, it's because of how much the wide receiver is owed. Beckham Jr., who turns 29 this Friday, has tallied 17 interceptions for 232 yards. However, he has not scored a touchdown at all this season. He recorded one catch for six yards on Sunday in a 15-10 loss to the Steelers. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so. He said he tallied 17 interceptions. So what? They... No, he caught. He caught some. So pretty much he caught some. Uh, so, Seventeen receptions, you mean? Interceptions. receptions. I was like, wait a minute, he's playing. He's playing defense now. What are we doing? <laughs> sorry, seventeen oh. receptions for two hundred thirty-two yards. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, okay, yeah. Sorry, I misread that. But yeah, so the honeymoon is over, y'all. So yeah. maybe all those uh, pre like preseason uh, social media conversations. Hey, come to the Patriots. Maybe he'll come. Yeah, we'll we'll see. Well, I mean, we we can use somebody like him. Oh man, listen, Good. yes, all day. Someone who can like constantly have you got Moss highlights on Monday Night Football. Yes, we need OBJ on the Patriots. So, and not a not a deadline is fast. They'll have to cut him for us to pick him up. Pretty much. Which, by the way, it looks it's like they told him not to come. Dang. Yeah. Like that. And I saw, and he was on, he was on my team, and he, and he was, and they, they, he was questionable and out a lot of times, or not being thrown the ball, like you, you said. So I'm like, for, you better drop him for Thursday at seven. <laughs> oh, 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 he, he's been on, he's been on the bench, so I haven't been putting him in for the most part. But you're right, I could probably use that bench spot for somebody else. <laughs> exactly, you know. So <laughs> yeah, and and then you have LeBron James, who's supposed to be an Ohio native, Akron, Akron native, you know, outside of Cleveland. Tweets, free, tweets when he tweets and he says free, free OBJ, free Beckham, like like being in, in, in with the Cleveland Browns is in prison. 
I, ain't that supposed to be your team that you you grew up with, LeBron? You want to fit? Oh, oh I, my bad. He's a Cowboys fan. He grew up as a Cowboys fan and a Yankees fan from 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 the outskirts of Cleveland. And boy, surprised if he supported the Cavs growing up. Oh my God, that's just disgusting. I mean, the people <laughs> can't see it because it's not a video podcast. When my shoulders, my hands are up. Like, hey, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of, of LeBron, let's move on to the NBA. Let's look at the standings. Just the top. Let's cover the top eight in each conference. I want to go deep. So starting the Eastern Conference, we have Miami at six and one, and they are tied in terms of record and win percentage uh, at the Chicago Bulls. Both teams are at a point eight five seven win percentage, both are six and one. Then we have the Knicks, same deal, uh, tied, three way tie in terms of win percentage and wins. So the Knicks, the Wizards, and the Sydney Sixers are all five and two at a .714 win percentage. And then we have the Toronto Raptors coming at number six at five and three, and they are tied with the Charlotte Hornets at five and three, and also at .625 win percentage. And then coming in at number eight is the Brooklyn Nets at four and three. And then in the Western Conference, once again uh, this season, the Jazz are number one for now, atop of this of the conference Western Conference at six and one. Then we have the Warriors who are doing very well at five and one compared to last season. My goodness. Then we have the Lakers at five and three, um, at number three. The Mavericks are tied with the Grizzlies and the Nuggets at four and three, and that point. 571 win percentage. Then we have the Timberwolves at three and three. Then we have the Phoenix Suns just creeping in with number eight being three and three. So let's talk about some of these teams before we move into the Scotty Pippen story, which is very intriguing. Um, let's talk about our local team first. <laughs> the I'm gonna have you start that conversation. I know you got plenty to say, man. What you gotta say about the Celtics? Y'all are not seeing me, but I'm punching the air like Trey Styles in <laughs> in Boys from the Hood. So so we 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 got rid of Scammy Age. I, I believe that was the correct move, you know, from the GM the GM spot. But Brandon, they would have got rid of Brad Stevens too if they weren't paying him so dago much. So he had to move in that spot. Both um, in Odoka there, so I don't think it's so much the leadership, the the coaching leadership, but it's but it's the culture itself. And to to a point, certain part, you have to blame Brad Stevens as the predecessor prior to him moving into the to to the successor role of Danny Age because he he made a culture that everybody thinks they're on par, like Marcus Smart taking a million shots, like like. Especially the three pointers. Need to stop the three pointers. Less three pointers. Yeah, especially Marcus Smart. He's not a good. He's not. He's not a good scoring option. Period. Stop shooting, Marcus. Go in or pass. The, pass the ball. Like, but the thing is that Brad empowered everybody to shoot equally. So, and since he was before the the two J's, Jalen Brown and J, J, and Jason Tatum. Thank you. Exactly. So he thinks he's equal on par with them, but we want they're better than them. And granted. Out Jay Tatum too. He's not innocent the too. He needs like, to like they're like I'm better than you. Wait, who said that again? The guy who said that originally, but yeah, I, I remember. Sports like, I'm better than you. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I, that sounds familiar. <laughs> but it's like 
<laughs> but it's like Jay Tatum. Like he's the I think he's the better scorer than Jalen Brown, but I think Jalen Brown's the better all around player. Yeah, they, so, they both provide what they need yeah. to for the team. I feel they're not playing up to their par. The number and of I games them, they've blown double digit leads. Like, no, 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 they're not playing up to par. They're not playing as a team. And you know, Jay Tatum, I think he needs to, you know, definitely Stop playing with the ice. Stop playing ISO ball. Go in when you need to go in. You're shooting for They say to shoot. Yeah, he's averaging 20-something points, 25, 26, or whatever, just like Jalen Brown is. But Jalen Brown's shooting at least 50% for the floor. Jay Tatum's shooting 40. That's not good enough. 40, but not from three. Not from three. So, according to, according to Ms. Cole Iverson, not from three, from the floor. Not from three. 40 points from three would be pretty good, but not from the floor. That's mediocre. And then you have... But the, the main pro, pro, problem is Marcus Smart thinking that he's Steph Curry all the time. And they had the nerve at the press conference to say, "Oh yeah, we're proud of the, the two guys, but you know they're young. They still need to learn how to pass the ball." Says I, I, who? Who the heck are you to to say anything when you take the you've been taking the dumbest shot since we've known you here, and nobody said a word in the press conference. Even the the blow up in the bubble was because of you. They 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 had to check you, and then you were throwing stuff. All around, all, all garbage cans and everything. That's why Gary Washburn heard about it and reported it, reported it to the Jaguar media because of because of you, not because. Yo, oh. speaking of smart, do you know those comments he said after their loss to the Bulls? I think it was. Yeah, you, yeah, that's what, what I'm saying. So, what was he talking about exactly? I didn't see that um, that post conference game. Yeah, yeah, just saying, just saying that. Oh, you know. You, you know, you know, we're proud of the, two, you know, I know there's some things that too, you know, the, the Jason and, and Jalen are learning. Well, some, some effects of that. It's like you, it's like you, you giving them a compliment, but then, you know, you're dissing them at the same time, giving them a backhand compliment, saying they don't pay, they don't pass, the, they're not passing the ball. You know, we're proud. Try to say we're proud. Like you're the, you're the G, the GM, GM in the organization when you're a player that's beneath, beneath them. And you and you make the worst decisions, <laughs> but but then you 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 have the nerve to say oh they need to step it up and whether you need they need to they're still they're still learning they even though if it was a coach or a GM saying that cool but not you Marcus and saying oh they don't they're not passing the ball no they're not passing it to you because you stuck you well, suck. let's let's take a look then at his stats versus their stats Jason uh, excuse me Marcus Smart plays 36.4 minutes on average per game so far this season. He's making on average only 8.8 points per game. And he has a field goal percentage of 29.3, field goal average 9.7. Moving on to Jason Tatum, looking at his stats, ready per game, he's making 25.7 points per game. Continuing on, he averages 38.7 minutes. But then this field goal percentage is much higher, thirty nine point five percent, and which, field, which is field, still not good. Excuse me, field goal attempt is twenty four point six. That's what FGA is twenty four point six. Yeah. And then moving on to Jalen Brown, he has twenty on average twenty six point seven points per game. He averages about thirty eight point four minutes per game. To the field goal attempts, he has twenty two point two field goal attempts per game. But his field goal percentage is forty nine point six percent. So right. Marcus Smart, Marcus Smart does not compare at all. 
in terms of stats. Oh. The only thing he has close, he plays about rounded up 36 minutes per game, whereas the both of them play about 38 points, 38 minutes, excuse me, per game. So there's no comparison in terms of actual action and putting points on a board. So I don't know what he's talking about. Right. And, and, and the thing is that he had, guess how many assists he had last night? And he's supposed to be the point guard. Now, nah, let me know how many. Zero. That's Zero assists. Zero assists. You got the nerve to see somebody. Like, get, get him out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Even Dennis Schroeder, let's talk about the new guy in the team. He's averaging 14 points per game. He has at least 32 minutes per game to round it up in terms of field goal attempts, about 11, and he has about 36.3 um, field goal percentage. So even he's just a better player right now. Like, I wouldn't mind having him be the starting. Like, that, the, the thing started when, when they gave him the cl- I don't know why you re-up Marcus Smart. You gave him an extension instead of letting him play it out. And if he was going to be rotten, you could have traded him. But now you have to wait till at least January to trade him because of the extension. Those so are the I, rules. So I think you was correct uh, in your statements from a show like several months ago when I was trying to defend him, but seeing his stats and seeing mm-hmm. him because now he's on a downward trend and he's saying stuff like this early in the season, like Early, we're not even like two weeks into the season, and he's saying stuff like that. So you know what? I take back what I said several shows ago, from several months ago. Yeah, if he continues playing like this and to not really be a team player, got to protect your your team. Little spats like that, it's like with family or in a relationship, you keep that private. You know, right. he continues with these kinds of things, kind of grabbing the Randy Moss several years ago with the Patriots. Get rid of him. Right, facts. So like, and people and people were getting on uh, Jason Tatum with Jalen Brown for not speaking to the media after. Usually, I would say that's a punk move, but because because he's if they had gone first, they would have spoke. I think they would have spoken about because Marcus Spot went first and said this this these nonsensical comments. If I was there to keep myself from being riled up and firing back, I would have probably just skipped the media too because. They're gonna naturally they're gonna ask you, oh, Marcus Smart said this, this and this and that. And knowing how 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 ridiculous is his play selection is, and even the defense that he plays, you're like, oh, but he plays his good defense and hustle when he plays. That sounds all nice and good, but you're killing me on the other side too. And the money that they paid him to uh, around 20 mil for a year, close to that, 19 something, it's not worth it. For a quote-unquote defense, defense specialist that's not even played that high defense as he once did anymore either. So if, if, if so, if I was Jay, the two Jays, I probably wouldn't want to speak after the media either, after after um, what Marcus Watt said. You know what I mean? So I, so I can't blame I can't blame him in terms of that. At least not at least not for last night anyway, or or the, or the night or the night before, I should say. My yeah. fault. But real quick, let's talk about the Lakers real quick. The Lakers are, like I said before, five and three. A lot of people, once again, fishing for a story. Oh, the Lakers, they don't look that good. Uh, they, they have a new roster that they just put together. A lot of these guys haven't played together on a team before. They've probably been friends, you know, off court for many years. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But they had a very impressive game. Their new big three, to call them. Um, LeBron. 
and Westbrook and their other dude all had points, rebounds, and assists. Anthony Davis, mm-hmm. 80. Yeah, they all had points, rebounds, and assists. Double-digit points for all of them as well. So, all that to say, <sighs> that we got to keep seeing more games with Westbrook playing. Westbrook starting to look like his old self. Whatever they're yep. doing in terms of putting together plays, like I've been saying before, they had to allow Westbrook to just be able to run and gun like he does. He's, he's like Sonic. He's fast. Let him run fast. You know what I'm saying? LeBron's slowing it down because he's getting older in age. In 80 in general, he's not like zooming up and down the court. Though 80 is a problem still when he's healthy. But you got to allow Westbrook to just be Westbrook. And with that being said, with the last game they played, they look good. Well, they, they have to keep that same energy. Exactly. That's, that's what I'm saying. They look they look good the last game. I agree with you. Still a lot of basketball left to be played. You know what I'm saying? Carmelo can still get you buckets. So even off the bench, if he's coming off, whether he's starting or coming off the bench, he's probably coming off the bench mostly, but he can still get you. He's still a bucket getter. So you gotta respect that. You got you gotta respect that as well. Exactly. So a couple more things for land this plane for the show. Um, from the last time we actually had an episode, Ben Simmons is still not playing. Uh, he decided <laughs> mental health is part of the reason why he's not ready to come back. And even as of today's recording, November third, uh, Ben Simmons reportedly told Seventy Sixers Daryl Morey that he's not ready to return to game action yet. So, yeah. I don't know what's going on with this with this young man. I don't know if it's the pressure. I don't know if he's getting into his own head. I don't know. I don't know, I don't, man. <laughs> I don't want to be one of those people that, you know, at the same time, it's, you, you kind of hear a lot of people, they, you know, when things are not going right, they'll use the mental health card. So, you know, I don't want to. I don't want to accuse him of that. <laughs> exactly, because remember we made fun of Kyrie and we had to apologize to follow an episode because we was wrong for that. Because yeah. Kyrie was actually dealing with some stuff. In this case, right. I agree with you. I don't want to say anything too fast, but it could be a yeah. cop out, unfortunately. It could be. So we don't know. We have to. It's a wait and see approach. Exactly. You know. So, but that's the update on that story for those who haven't been following it. You know, what I'm saying. Um, and it was just crazy. He was suspended for one game on October 19th. Then he's kicked out of practice for not, for, I mean, he's kicked out of practice for not engaging with the team, which allowed for that suspension. Then this with the story after the fact. So it's just very interesting. Um, yeah, yeah Mark Smart should be brothers because Mark Smart was also suspended for a game for not, for missing a team flight. <laughs> That's at, least, but- at, least, at least he's not using that as a reason. It's just other <laughs> stuff with Marcus Smart. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, but yeah, so last story I really want to talk about. Uh, we was kind of talking about just before we went went live. Uh, it's the whole thing with Scottie Pippen and his new book, Unguarded. And excerpts of the book are already coming out. Oh, yeah, we definitely got to read that book, but the guy exposing stuff about Brady and Belichick. Let's yes. definitely, let's get copies of that book. I want to talk about yes. that book, man. Yes. Uh, and even this one. So... <laughs> 
let me just read part of the article from Bleacher Report. So here's what it says. Then we'll go in. So Scottie Pippen won six NBA titles alongside Michael Jordan with the Chicago Bulls, but the two didn't have much of a, of a relationship off the court. Quote, Michael and I aren't close and never have been. End quote. Pippen wrote in his new book, Unguarded, via Sophie Deb of the New York Times. The memoir was highly critical of Jordan's commentary in The Last Dance, the 10-part documentary that followed the Hall of Fame guard in the Bulls dynasty. Quote, how dare Michael treat us that way after everything we did for him in this precious brand, end quote. Pippen wrote in the opening pages of the book. Jordan criticized Pippen several times during the documentary, notably referring to him as, quote unquote, selfish for getting delayed foot surgery that caused him to miss the start of the 97-98 season. Quote, you want to know what selfish is? Selfish is retiring right before the start of training camp when it is too late for the organization to sign free agents, end quote. Pippen responded in the book, referring to Jordan's sudden retirement ahead of the 93-94 season. The Bulls had won three straight titles from 91 to 93 before Jordan stepped away from the sport for a year and a half. Pippen led the Bulls to a 55-27 record in the 93-94 season in the trip to the Eastern Conference semifinals before losing in seven games to the New York Knicks. Jordan returned at the end of the 94-95 season before the team went on to win three more championships from 96 to 98. Though Jordan implied during the documentary that his aggressive leadership helped the team win, Pippen said in his book that they, quote, won in spite of his getting on guys, end quote. And, quote, we won when he retired, end quote, he said during an interview with Deb from the New York Times. Quote, we didn't win a title, but obviously we didn't have a full roster, so, end quote. Though Jordan is known as one of the best, best basketball players of all time, Pippen also has an impressive resume with seven all-star selections and 10 all-defensive team honors. He was inducted into the Hall of Fame in 2010 and was named one of the top 75 players in NBA history last month. In fact, crap, we got to talk about that too. But yeah, so what are what are your thoughts on this Jordan versus Pippen back and forth? And I'm not saying that MJ is probably a great guy off, off the court. We probably have heard he's a, he's he's a perk off the court you know you know but at the same time when it comes to the basketball we know he's he's the goat in our eyes we go to our in our generation and pretty much the goat goat all around he's so pip pip sounds salty as hell i'm sorry yeah straight he planters very, man straight planters <laughs> He sounded very salty. Like we're, we're not saying Pippen was a bad player. He deserves his accolades as well, but he sounded pretty salty. Like the one despite despite of him, or it was selfish. And when we watched that last season, I'm not saying the last season. Well, it was MJ produced, so of course he was going to favor him. But at the same time, he only called Pippen selfish like once. That was in '97, '98 season. That's the only. About the delayed fifth children. I don't, if I recall correctly, I think that was the only time he might have, quote unquote, to, excuse me, talked negatively about Pippen. Yeah. Yeah. If but, we recall. But like Jordan, the quote Jordan, and I took that personal. <laughs> right. <laughs> but because of that, he's taking it personal and saying, you could, you could like address it accordingly. You got to, now you got to fire it all. And, and say they would never, I don't know. About that because I was I know they they one of the best of friends I know that was Oakley prior to him being traded to the next back and I know that's his best friend in the NBA 
well, at least I heard stories that, yeah, they they she, she started out getting on Pippen when he first came in the league and all that. But I thought, I, for at least what I heard, over the years, they grew so, somewhat close. They, they had some kind of camaraderie. He was only one of the very few players to go to his house that had a practice court. That's I what I was thinking. AKA Chester Cheetah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. It's <laughs> 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 uh, funny, though. But I guess, according to Pippen, they're not as close as as we thought they were, or maybe referring to maybe recent, recent fallout in recent years. That's prob- probably, that's, that has to be it because when, when they were coming up and even they were stand sat, sat together in the, in the crowds, even over the years after that, after the bull, because for first one to say, Oh, they were, ne- they, they never had that. For, and and, and it, it's true. You don't, you are not always going to have friendships with people you work with or play with. And that happens. We get it. But as long as you have that camaraderie on on the field, on the court, or at your job, at places you go, you go to places, uh, you you work at places you might not like, or you don't you don't like, or you, at least you don't like the people as much. Yeah, you know, sometimes sometimes they say you don't go to work to make friends, and it's true. Usually you don't, but you're just hoping that oh, maybe you might have some kind of camaraderie with some, with some, some kind of. With with certain people that you, that you do work with, but you want to help to, to go by, like now worked in finance, you know, some right. of the same people. I still hit them up every now and again, just be like, "Yo, how you doing?" Let's grab lunch, you know. You right. want that, but I guess with them, I don't know. I mean, just speaking hypothetically, this isn't me putting words in any person's mouth or thoughts in their mind, but maybe it's right. the fact that post NBA. Active activeness in the mid or early to late nineties, with the fact that Jordan is still in many conversations of who's the greatest of all time, Jordan versus LeBron, who would win if they were still in the league today? If Jordan was now in the league, it's mainly Jordan who's in these conversations, especially with the younger fans because we're letting them know the millennials and Gen Z like y'all don't know no basketball. Let me tell you about Michael Jordan. You know what I'm saying? But Pippen's yeah. not into any of those conversations. Honestly, he's not. So maybe he's feeling away because of that. That is me speaking hypothetically, though. I might be you, right. You, you may be right, but if you're a Pippin, you're like, okay, but look at your look at your stats and look at Jordan's stats. Yeah, like yeah, you may have some good defensive stats um, compared to. I mean, Jordan was a monster of defense too. You might you might have been slightly better than him on defense, but. Because the the era was different then, and you had to handle different responsibilities. But in terms of offensive stats, Jordan had that. And we're talking about over thirty points a game, thirty point one to your sixteen. Like, what are you like? Like, how do you expect? Like, what are we talking about here? Of he, I mean, he had to help you be who you were, so he can help you win those chips. Yes, you you were a great helpmate, and of course, nobody wins by themselves. But yeah. look, at, if we have to compare the two players, like. Come on, let's be for real. <laughs> you, I mean, you, you're gonna get jealous because okay, you were, you maybe the greatest or uh, one of the greatest uh, Robins. Oh, but because they don't, because remember, Pippen had his own brand too with Nike, and was sell, it was compete with Jordan. So because then, oh, people, the people, the people are not mentioning you like that. You're like, oh, why am I not in these conversations? Why, why are people only talking about Jordan, 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 and not me? But look, look at but let's look at the stats, bro. Like what are we like? Come on, you're that salty. That you were like, a supporting like, player 
You played your role. You was more well. Jordan was great on defense. Let me not look stupid, but Pippen was equally good on defense. But in terms of scoring and offensively, nah, you're not in the same category, my G. You know, right? I mean, Pippen in general this past year has had all kinds of embarrassing moments. You know, between him and Shaq feuding on Instagram, didn't him and Draymond Green get into it as well, like back and forth? And they might have, or, yeah. or it was maybe someone then no, the, the Chester Cheetah meme didn't help him, you know. So, <laughs> but in general, wait, wait, so what were, what were the words exactly for what were the words between him and Shaq? I mean, that would take more digging, but it was probably around like like July of 2015, you know, basically, Shaq was. In, in talking about Pippen getting at him, he said, quote, I don't let bums disrespect me. So <laughs> I don't want to go into all that. That's the- well, wait, that's what Shaq said to him? Yeah, in the quote. <laughs> so, so, I mean, in general, over the years, I'm mean, just a past year, over the years, Pippen has been having issues with people. And I think, unfortunately, part of it has to do with the way his marriage ended, unfortunately. I mean, that'll make a dude uh, turn. Yeah. You know, when you lose your wife, who you've been with a number of years, and the way it happened, she stepped out on him, it'll make you very upset. You know, um, right. I'm not saying that is a contributing factor, but maybe. I'm just saying, this is once again, uh, hypothetical. Hypothetical people don't quote me, being hypothetical. So. And she, t- and she turned to the streets. Unfortunately, yeah. yeah. That in itself yeah. is a whole other episode talking about. Why to stay away from sports groupies? Just saying. So and the thing is that he had a, he had a, he had a. I think his wife before that was more loyal, but I don't know what happened with that situation in the early nineties, and then when he turned to this one, yikes! I don't know. Makes me think of a certain Chris Brown song, but I'm not going to quote that song. Yeah, <laughs> I know what you're talking about. <laughs> Let's really close out the show with the NBA <laughs> top seventy-five. 75th anniversary team. We're not going to quote all the players. We're not naming all 75. But they got some good names on this list, though, man. I mean, some people that deserve to be on this list, like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Ray Allen, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Hopefully I did that justice. Uh, Got um, Carmelo Anthony's on the list. You got LeBron James, Allen Iverson, James Harden, um, Hakeem the Dream Olajuwon, Got Chris Paul, Gary Payton, Paul Pierce, you know, Scotty Pippen's on the list, Magic Johnson, Michael Jordan, obviously so, Jason Kidd, Kawhi Leonard, Dame Time, Damian Leonard's on the, on the list, Carl Malone, Moses Malone, um, Clyde Drexler, Kevin okay. McHale's on the list, uh, Larry Bird, Kevin Durant, Tim Duncan, you know, Walt Frazier, Kevin Garnett, uh, Dirk Nowitzki, Steve Nash, Shaquille O'Neal, James Worthy, obviously, Russell Westbrook, Jerry West, right. Bill Walton, Dwayne, Dwayne Wade, you know, Isaiah Thomas, the original Isaiah Thomas, uh, John Stockton, you know, Bill Russell, Dennis Rodman. You could go on and on, you know, saying this yeah, is y'all big, is y'all big on there? Um no, I don't see wow, his name is not on the list. Interesting. Charles Barkley's on the list, though. Bob Cousy, Will Chamberlain, Steph Curry. I mean, let's be honest. 75 years of basketball. We had the ABA and NBA separate yeah. 
stats and historic moments. And then when they combine like Voltron in the was the late seventies, you know, so and and yes. onward to now, that's a lot of history, a lot of players from those who we know to those who we don't know. So you right. know, there's a lot. So seventy five. Yeah, so 75 is very narrow compared to that. You're right. Yeah, so you're always you're gonna miss players, you know, who deserve to be on the list. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, I mean Patrick Ewing made the list. I'm about to say it's Ewing on this list, you know what I'm saying? So you always you're, you're, you're gonna miss people. Julius Irvin's on the list. So I mean Reggie Miller, the obvious names that we would expect. You know, George Gervin, George I believe I would expect him to be on the list. Yep, George Gervin's on the list. How Greer, you know, saying, I mean, mm. Robert Parrish, you know, uh, right. so, so a lot of obvious names are on this list. So let's be honest, you're going to pick the obvious players, you know, right. what I'm saying? you're not going to pick, you know, though Yao Ming, you would expect him to be on the list. Right. But he, he's not. And he made the Hall of Fame, too. So it's not far fetched. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, so maybe he'll be on the top 100 list. I don't know. <laughs> but we'll see what happens. That's a lot. That's a long time from now. And who knows where, where this world would be. That's another podcast. Another time. So exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's not funny. Really, it's concerning. But uh, yeah, so many questions about that. That's another podcast. But nonetheless, like, I like the list. I have no problems with yeah. the list. Of course, there are people like Yao Ming and others that you would love to see on the list. But it is what yeah. it is. Yeah, pretty good list overall. You know, so like I said there are many names that I haven't named. Um, I mean, John Havlicek, I see his name. Uh, oh, yeah. You know, Jerry Lucas, you know, yeah. going and on. I'm not going to keep reading names, but yeah, there's a lot of, I mean, yeah. shoot, even, even Magic, Magic Jump. Yeah, Magic. Magic's on the list. Even AD, yeah. Anthony Davis is on the list. Yeah. Controversial pick or take. I will put Yao Ming on the list over Anthony Davis. If you're talking all-time <laughs> 75 list, I'm putting Yao Ming on there. Yeah, because, I mean, he it was, yeah, he only had a short career of nine years of his knees, but what he was able to do in those nine years, I mean, yeah, we, we wish he would have won a ring or so, but it's hard to win, win a ring sometimes. Oh, especially it's the NBA. It's number, once again, the top 1% of players in the world. The world. Yeah. You know, but we gotta have Yao Ming. Now, I mean, so, so as we are landing this plane, a uh, couple of things um, for boxing fans. You got Canelo has a big fight this weekend. Definitely recommend it. Um, it's gonna be Canelo Alvarez versus Caleb Plant. And fame wasn't paying attention. That's been a very heated, um, just everything, promos and press conferences have been heated. So this is going to be like a fight fight. So I'm looking forward to that. And then UFC is having a huge pay-per-view this weekend. With It's going to be Usman versus Covington 2. That's going to be crazy. So it's like, take your pick, <laughs> choose what you're going to watch. Because that's at least $100 between getting both pay-per-views. So if you're a fight fan, this is the weekend to choose one, or if you got the money, choose both. You know what I'm saying? Um, I'm personally not going to order either one. I already ordered another pay-per-view for the 13th, AEW Full Gears. I'm a wrestling fan as well. So I'm like, I'm not watching all three. I'll watch highlights for the other two. So, so, so yeah, so if you're, like I said, if you're a fight fan, 
this is your weekend. If you're a wrestling fan, the weekend after is your weekend. So that's pretty much it for me. You have anything else you want to add before we close the show? Um, that's it. Just looking for for good games. Um, I, there was one. There was one game since since I'm supposed to be Brady's lawyer, <laughs> and he disappointed me. He disappointed me um, <laughs> this past Sunday, and it, it goes back to it. it kind of ties back to the, the game we faced. Uh, the past faced the Bucks a few a few uh, weeks ago, when a lot of people are like, "Oh," and 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 uh, granted, Bill Bill Belichick has been coaching pretty conservative. I'm not going to front, but not just not because he's not going for fourth downs only. Some other things like just dealing before the half, or uh, st- stuff like that, like well before time. But the, the the field goal that Nick folks kicked in that game and he missed, they said, "Oh, he hasn't made a uh, field goal on that distance fifty six plus yards in over t- in ten years." But it wasn't the distance; it was just he angled it r- wrong. And let's say he makes it, they said, "Oh, um, Brady Quinn could have probably come back." and scored a field goal and touchdown and win the game. Maybe that's true, but you still got to get the points. And it ties back to the to the uh Brady to the um Bucks and Saints game this past Sunday when when the Saints were down by by a point or so. And then people and and I said and I was we were sitting in the side and I was like, well, the the conventional thing is to take the points, I agree. But you know, people will make an argument and say, oh, well, you know, maybe you should go for it and go for the touchdown to force Brady to come back, which is also good too, but you can't uh you can't depend on that. Exactly. So I, you guys would say, okay, take the points. I say, yeah, for the most I agree. Yeah, let's see what happens here. They took the points, and then people would think, okay, Brady's sitting cool with car. Usually he's a cool customer. He he t- takes his time. He's meticulous with his time. He's gonna come back and uh, came back with a touchdown or at least a field goal to win that game with a lot of time left. But what happens? He throws a big six in. That and pretty much that's all she wrote for all purposes of the game. It was over. Yeah, the ball got the got the ball back, but they needed two two scores, and of course it wasn't happening. So the point is, even if you're in a situation like that where it looks like oh, you you you've you've scored too little at that point and for and too much time remaining, you still take the points. Exactly. You you got to take the points. You don't know what's gonna happen on that side and see what. What you, what you thought it wasn't gonna happen to Brady, it, it happened. So you still got to take the points, if, you know, if you're the, if you're the opposition. Yeah, and with Tampa and just with Brady alone, he's competitive as all get out. You know, he's gonna be going hard this Sunday. Um, right. So, I mean, but once again, any given Sunday. So I'm not gonna say Tampa's gonna win, especially the way they basically lost. The way they lost this past Sunday, I'm not gonna say it's a guaranteed win. So. Yes. Yeah, Nah. We'll see. But now nah, I hear you on that. But yeah, I think that's it, man. That's it for this yeah. episode of the All Pro Bro Sports Show. It's your boy Triple. Bunch of dumbest. We are yeah. out. Till next time. Easy. <laughs>